0: Welcome to the JJ podcast. Today we're going to give you the hot takes on all the latest sports news.
1: What is the latest sports news?
0: Sports are boring.
1: Sports are boring. I don't even know what season it is. It's a baseball? It's some rabbit season. It's, I don't right, know. it's duck season. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Not to alienate our sports fans. Out
1: no, here. no, guys, no. I, I just, You I, guys just. Well, we don't follow sports.
0: Like, yeah, we're nerds. We're sen- we're indoor boys. We're <laughs> yes. sensitive. We got soft ass hands.
1: I well, I mean, I, you know, I like I like more solitary sports. I like um, running, masturbating, S- masturbating. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. More solitary sports, please. <laughs> oh, getting
0: a little, get a little blue in here mm-hmm. for the podcast. Yes. No, you are you're a runner. You like to push yourself. You like to push your endurance. You like to endurance see what is your a good Is I do, yeah.
1: I do. I I think that's mm-hmm. too one of the things that I find fascinating in um in like literature and and film and stuff is I always love people who are pushed to the brink or put in the corner, you know? Yeah. Like that. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Like how are they going to get out of this one? Like in, when, how was, how was Ethan Hawke going to get out of that apartment in training day? I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? Like he's in the shower and I was just like, he can't get out of this. There's no way I can't. I'd been watching the movie the whole time and I was like, there's absolutely no way. And then boom, like, Oh damn, they found the wallet and, Dude,
0: that whole fucking scene was like every (laughs) birthday party I grew up with, dude. Those are like all my cousins for real, like Southern Arizona, like Mm -hmm. talking about jail and shit. And they're like, you go, how's jail for you? And I'm like, you know, I didn't go to jail, dude. (laughs) My goal is to not go to jail.
1: So I wanted to um, start today to, and for those of you who are maybe just tuning in and wondering what the hell is going on here, um, yeah. this is a little introduction. Jerry and I, um, we do a podcast about our alcoholism, our recovery, <laughs> our recovery from alcoholism. And, uh, Jerry and I have been friends since 1990. I mean, I'd probably say we'd been friends since 98. We've known each other since 1996, something yeah, like that. I'd I mean, we were, so. yeah. we were, we were, we were kind of friends in like 96, 97, but not really. Not we're acquaintance. like, yeah, we were
0: like Friendly acquaintances. We are
1: friendly. We worked together at the coffee corner there. Right. Um, we both had to, you know, our I think both of our paychecks bounced at one point because that place couldn't yeah. keep it. There was there were some issues with that place, but um. Whew.
0: Dude, yeah.
1: And so you know, Jerry got sober, and then I got sober a year later, and so it's been four years for me and five for him, and we just get up here and we like to talk about the things that we uh, that we find helpful, sometimes unhelpful. And, yeah. um, yeah, you know, I, I, know that we say it at the end of every single podcast too, but, um, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's anything you want to hear our thoughts on, um, you can always write us at as for alcoholic at com, Um, or hit us up. I have, I have a Facebook page that I check fairly regularly and, um, you know, we're on Instagram as well.
0: Yeah. And we're interactive. We yes, we will interact with you. Yes, you can hit me up on Instagram um, at Jerry Wagner Jr. And yeah, it's a tattoo page, but you can at, you can hit me up and be. It's like, a sober Yo. tattoo page. Yeah, it is a sober tattoo. <laughs> let's let's niche it up even more. You know what I'm saying? Like just break it into a subgenre. Yeah. So but yeah, you can ask me questions. I'll answer pretty much anything. Yeah. Mostly anything, yeah.
1: So that's who we are, and that's what we do um, under the umbrella of the, uh, the group of podcasts that we do. I have one that I do with my girlfriend called Rashida and John, and mm-hmm. we talk about fitness and health and relationships and all that lovely, fluffy stuff that is sometimes not always fluffy between couples. Um, yeah. And then I have another podcast that I do with our friend, our mutual friend Walter, who um, we we recorded one, and we were talking about food and crickets and like eating crickets and uh-huh. cultured meat, like meat that's grown in a lab. And um, I think there's an episode coming out uh, fairly soon where Walter basically breaks down how things like DoorDash and food delivery. And um, smaller living spaces are actually going to be, um, they're training the new generation of people for space travel. And then it's how ha- uh, DoorDash is how we're gonna get people God. to Jupiter. <laughs>
0: Now I got to listen and I don't, I'm like, fuck, now I got to listen. And so
1: for those of you who don't I'm ready. get this, My body Jer- is ready, dude. <laughs> Jerry doesn't really listen to that pod. Walter doesn't listen to this one, but Jerry doesn't listen to that because Jerry's heard all this shit before, you know, or right? most, most of it anyway.
0: Well, and then I'm just making dinner, like arguing with them <laughs> in your it's head, not like even out loud. Room. He's not even in out the loud. Room. Yeah. <laughs> and Megan's like, stop yelling at Walter, you know, cause I've gotten to like screaming matches with him,
1: Drunk. Of course. Drunk, yeah. yeah, not
0: sober. Yeah. Yeah, but drunk, I've definitely been like, I'm going to throw you out of this fucking window. So now I got to listen to this because it's. It's kind of plausible actually. Well, but, he's
1: just know. it was just an amazing the, the the thread of his thought to like we were, I was asking him about DoorDash and about how they had done this US Foods had done this survey and they said something like 28% of these food delivery drivers and no offense to anybody out there this is just a survey that that came out that they were eating food that was being delivered. Like they nice. were snacking some some fries or I whatever. Would. Yeah, you would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> um so it was uh Wait, just said
0: 90%? Is that what you said? No, no,
1: no. 28. Oh, Oh, okay.
0: I was like, all of them? God damn.
1: No, no. Um, But I just also thought it was crazy that it's so convenient. He's like, he said to me, yeah, when I was having my Jack in the Box delivered the other day. And I was like, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Really classing it up there, dude.
1: And again, not that there's anything wrong with Jack in the Box. I mean, I, well, I mean, I. It's been a minute. It's it's been a minute, but
0: i'm i i'm down though super tacos man
1: i saw instagram said uh, jack of the box was giving away free tacos they kept coming up with this like this this little ad would pop up and it'd be like get two free tacos and i'm like why am i getting free tacos on instagram like what is this world
0: it's shit it's it's they're training you they're training your kids to go to jupiter or your dog or whatever
1: (laughs) dogs like tacos don't they
0: Fuck yeah, they do. Dogs are crazy. Um,
1: and then lastly, I just uh, want to talk to you real quick about our, uh, our sponsor, Green Camel Press. This is a company I do with another friend of mine, um, Art. We do labels, we do t-shirts, we do greeting cards. Go to greencamelpress.com, pick up a t-shirt. Um, yes, I think that's it.
0: I can't I can't think of it. can't
1: think of anything else. Um, wow. It's been a hell of a week, and I, I got depressed the other day, and... um <laughs> yeah, an how we're
0: opening that's It's a, been a hell of a week. <laughs> I got real depressed the other day.
1: I was all stressed out about money, and I was stressed out about work that I didn't have, and looking for a yeah. job, and... I got a big See? old fever blister on my I got a double fever blister on my lower lip. It was lower. it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Like I had a both blew up on me right there. Boom boom and that shit hurts too. Um yes, yes. So, it's been a shitty it's not been a great week. I feel much better today and I'm I'm glad to be here talking with you. Um our letter this week is E. And so I thought we would talk about ego. And what the right. ego, what the ego is, what it isn't, what I think it is. I'm going to do my best not to just regurgitate everything that I've listened to by Alan Watts. Right. <laughs> but um, for those of you who are interested, Alan Watts is a um, he's a he was. I mean, I guess in the cosmic sense, he still is, right? He still is. <laughs> yes. A British philosopher who was like I think he died in like 73 or something like that, but fascinating stuff and very um, even with like a British accent I think it just seems very approachable like he's very matter of fact about
0: well there's a lot of common sense in it right Mm -hmm. a lot of those old especially those Zen kind of not to interrupt you but I just I think yeah I think with a lot of the old Zen philosophers especially that hippie era they get a little too cosmic Mm -hmm. you know what I mean they get a little too woo woo and you're like ah dude but this guy was very common sense, straightforward. It was almost like the answer in front of you, dude. Like, you just got to look. It's right there. You're just not looking at it the right way, you know.
1: And I think that that's what we, you know, you and I, and as alcoholics, we were, we were always looking at things from the, the wrong way. Right. And so, right. like, the ego, and what I understand is, like, your ego is, is who I think I am. What is my my perception of me? But also, it's what I think your perception of me is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets complicated. It gets layered, and there's all this like this shit going on. And so my ego, and we always the I. I am. I am sad. I am happy. I am. I am healthy. You know what is I? Because the ego doesn't even define like that's. John Staley is just a, a tag that was put upon me right. and that I just chose to um perpetuate, right? Yeah. I could I could choose mm-hmm. to go by another name. I could mm-hmm. choose to be a different person. This is just the role that I've played. And one of the things that Alan Watts talks about, like he doesn't dismiss the ego. He says he says it's kind of like an inch or a pound. Like or, you know, a dollar like these are these are these are valuable concepts but you are not your ego you know that you jerry wagner this this persona of jerry wagner that it says nothing about your nervous system it says nothing about the actual blood that's flowing through your body um and so it was just it's fascinating to listen to him talk about these things like he said the equator you can't wrap a package with the equator but the equator is a very important tool for navigating you know, right. Or, um, there was another one that he yeah. said, but so this ego is this thing that I feel like I was taught from a very, for, as a kid, you know, um, you are John Staley. This is what you, you know, you go to school, you learn these things. I, I, as your parents, I teach you this, and this is how you behave in society. And you grow up. And so, my alcoholic ego so I, I imagine that there's this this disease that i have this allergy that i have uh, for from alcohol or for alcohol is it an allergy of allergy from i don't know
0: i don't know it's a great question and so, and that'll so, <laughs> be next week's podcast
1: <laughs> so i drink and then i go crazy but mm-hmm. um it's just my ego is so if it's made up then what's, then how do I get rid of it? Or how do I go, how do I go around it? How do I, how do I release it? How do I, um, how do I give up my ego? And, you know, you, yeah. there's Michael Poland, is that his name? He just wrote a book about mushrooms and he talks about, he's a food guy, um, but he, and he talks about going under these very guided trips and, and he's like, I felt my ego die when I went in there. Well, right. I'm I'm not gonna do mushrooms, so nah. I don't think that that's gonna be my my way out. But I try to be, you know, humble, right? I try to be. I go okay, so John, just be aware of everything. I you know we've talked about awareness too, and kind of living there above my head, and I kind of just watch myself. And, um, if I get offended or if I get hurt or if I feel slighted somehow, I go like, well, so what part of me feels slighted? I didn't cut my finger open. I didn't, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get punched in the stomach. It's like, oh, my feelings, my feelings got hurt. Well, why did my feelings get hurt? And then I start to dig around in there and you're like, oh, well, if I just kind of release this ego, then... I feel a lot better about everything, you know, when I was feeling sad and depressed and the other day and I got up in the morning and I, my, my ankle was hurting and I couldn't really run. And so I took a walk and it just didn't feel good. And I was like, finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going back to bed. And it was like the afternoon and I didn't have a job. So, you know, that even felt even worse, you know, I just feeling sorry for myself. And now today I feel good. So, so what's up with that? (laughs) <laughs> like, what is this thing inside of me that's rolling around? The spirit, the... I'm, I don't know that I'm coming up with any good answers, necessarily. Well, I
0: wonder if the ego is that internal monologue. Mm. You know, or at least a product of that... In, or at least maybe the source of that internal monologue, you know? I was i was looking up ego itself. The definition is, what is it? A person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. But then within psychoana- psychoanalysis, it's... um the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. And then philosophy is just a conscious thinking subject, right? Uh-huh. But but so then if if your ego in the most literal sense of the term is your sense of self-esteem or self-importance, I feel like it can go both ways right like when we get in the rooms and ego comes up sometimes as a a subject i think people tend to look at it in the sense of their inflated self-worth their inflated self-esteem and i sometimes i feel like we miss the idea of our ego like it was telling you like you're not doing this right because you're not fulfilling this thing that you feel like you need to be fulfilling you know what i'm saying Right. so it's almost like sometimes i've most of the time i feel like my ego is actually my the that voice, that internal monologue like who reads the book what i'm reading do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but there's the voice in my head that's narrating i always feel like that unconscious voice that tells me what is right what is wrong my moral compass and shit i feel like that is has a lot to do with my ego as well and so i feel like when the ego tells you or me That I'm not worth certain things or that I don't – I'm not – do you know what I mean? Like it gets me down and talks a bunch of shit to me. That is also a sense of – inflated sense of self-worth. Do you know? In a weird kind of roundabout way, you
1: know? Well, what do you – no. What do you mean? Oh, man, I had it
0: and then I lost it. Sorry. But I feel like – no, that's okay. It's almost like – it's almost like these awful – with the exception of like maybe mental illness, you know, something you can't help – that's a physical or physiological or chemical thing in your brain but if you know you're typically mentally stable which is hard to find some like that especially among alcoholics you know mm-hmm. but it's like that thing in your brain that tells you you're worthless and all this other shit and it's almost like this inflated sense of self too in a weird way to me because it's telling you you can you are so much better than this and look what you're doing do you know what I mean? And, mm. and in a way, it can be positive. Like, you are better than this. And look at the things you're doing. Reassess them. And But it's also like, oh, no, you're definitely much bigger than your station in life. And you deserve way more than you're putting into it. You know? And it's almost like it's it's kind of rubbing your nuts a little, telling you, like, you're a badass. You're better than everybody else around you. And look at the state and you're And look in. at this you know, sp- like,
1: sloppy, slovenly, right, poor. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Whereas like I think a more common sense variant to that would just look around and be like, damn, I should clean my room because it's gross in here. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm uncomfortable, but not I should clean my room because I I am above all of this, you know, which in some senses, it may be like a weird way of uh, that I think about it like that. I mm-hmm. mean, it may be completely wrong, but that's my perception of it. I guess it's not correct. It's just my perception of it, you know
1: so you're so but so what i'm what i'm hearing and i think that this is um i would uh, ego is there to protect you
0: oh absolutely so your
1: ego your ego jerry's ego is saying man why are you fucking up you're so much better than this you know you shouldn't be doing this shit you should be doing this shit or right um Right. right and kind of like like a like a older brother, or like an older friend who's like you know, because I I feel like though. I can well yeah <laughs> well here's the thing, and this is mm-hmm. growing up with you guys, and this is something that either you or maybe Coda or somebody mm-hmm. told me was like we all kind of check each other and we talk shit to each other and we give each other a hard time because there's this idea that we're in a pack, right? We're in a tribe. We're in a group. And so we're mm-hmm. here to protect each other. But also, I need you as part of this group to be tough in case somebody from outside of the group comes at you. You need to be able to handle these things. And so that's... I just remember having some conversation with one of you guys yeah. about like, well, that's why we fuck with you. Instead of like... Positive reinforcement and and uplifting support, which we all, which, you know, I think we all could have, would have, should have benefited from in our 20s. It was like, it's like, let's just poke each other with sticks. So in case somebody comes at us with a fucking, you know, Roman phalanx of long spears, we'll be ready for them, right? Which
0: never fucking happened. Never happened. And the great thing is, I know it was me or Coda because it had to have been one of the graffiti guys from Arizona because my whole social group in arizona was built on us giving each other really hard t- to the point where your feelings would get hurt you know you would just try to hurt each other constantly and i, I don't know you know like that it sounds like a definite thing a guy in his 20s would say like we're just trying to toughen you we're a pack of wolves man i'm just trying to toughen you up in case of these other motherfuckers ain't no motherfuckers gonna run in the house and while we're watching the simpsons and drinking <laughs> shitty tequila like no, You know, but when we were young, it was, yeah. But but there is a definite way of like your ego checking yourself too. I really feel like the, that lower self-esteem is I, I live with it constantly. And I guess another example would be like this. What happened today when, you know, I bought someone a gift and, and they didn't appreciate it the way I wanted them to. Mm. My feelings got hurt. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you're deserving of way more adoration than you got. Right. You know? And I'm just like, why don't you just be happy you're providing for someone you care about instead of making it into this thing like, oh, well, they didn't give you the reaction you felt like you deserved, you know? So I – but then again, that's natural. We can't – I mean those things – this is why we have to work at those things, right? Because this is like what no, humans normally do. Like if you present a gift to Rashida and you worked really hard on it and she's not necessarily dismissive but not as excited as you want her to be, you're going to be like, well, that – That is not what I wanted Mm -hmm. from you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just like, well, I'm just being genuine in the way I feel about this thing, you know, or whatever it is.
1: You know, and we've 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 talked about her and I have talked about this in the past about (laughs) no, because I will, I will have something, and maybe it's even just like, not even a gift. Okay, maybe it was like Mm -hmm. something that I wanted to share with her or something I thought she would like. Whether it was, I mean, it may have been a gift. Um, Yeah. In a, or, like a TV show or something that made me laugh that I thought would make her laugh. And, and she exactly. was just, she was disgusted by it or offended or, and she right. doesn't get offended easily. And, you know, right. I, I have a pretty good idea of what, you know, about what disgusts her and what doesn't. But, right. you know, we've gotten to the point where either one, I know better about what she likes and dislikes. But right. also, when I present her with something, um, I've really, I've gotten better at like letting go those of those expectations so that not only a if she she can enjoy the gift sh- the way that she wants or not at all and b I don't have to have my entire self-worth attached to something I mean but of course we're, we're human beings and so that's what we do and right. it's it's a human thing right. to want to someone to be excited because you want to feel that joy and you work so hard to get to create this thing or make this thing, or you felt so good about this thing that you wanted to share with, with somebody else. And mm-hmm. then when they go like, yeah, mm, thank you. They're like, right. fuck. Well, and that's a great
0: example. That's a great, it's a great example of alcoholism, right? Because they even say in the literature, in the, in the book, you know, is it's a self will run riot, you mm-hmm. know, and who, who fucking fuels your will, but your ego, you know what I mean? Like, when you're doing things for yourself, to be- to not to necessarily better yourself, but for your own, you know what I mean? Your own self-will, it almost feels like the ego fuels that shit. The ego's like, <clears throat> yeah, baby. Yeah, you're doing this because you're number one fucking keg stand fucking Jerry. <laughs> number one gonna- keg stand Jerry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Oh, you're going to drink, what, one little bitch fireball? I'm going to drink this whole bottle. Fucking mm. take my pants off and fist fight. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever.
1: You know, I and so what if like so you self-will run riot and we talk a lot about ow <laughs> you just right? Yeah, but leave that you, in. I, hit, I, hit, just I hit, sit I hit, on your ego.
0: So yeah, I said bump my ego into the fucking dresser. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um <clears throat> self-will run riot, right? And so we talk a lot about I mean in the in the program uh finding a higher power. And right. one way that I've heard it described for for people who oftentimes don't want to think about God or will not think about God is finding a higher version of yourself to to um, to live up to, right? So right. if there's self-will, which is like one level, but then right. there's like the next level, the higher level of myself is me trying to um, like release the ego so the ego is just like gimme 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 and then there's this higher version of myself that's like clean your fucking room um right pay the bills on time every day or you know every month and then you'll feel better about things and then, so it's trying to i feel like for me it's more about what is going to bring me more fulfillment than just immediate gratification what is going Correct. to if I pay the bills on time, if I organize my calendar, whatever that might be, if I if if I take care of the important things, doesn't that then free me up, free my mind up to relax I can relax my mind if I know that everything is taken care of, handled and organized? Right. And that, once your house is in order. Once so my house means, is in yeah. order, then I can start I can I'm free to think about these bigger ideas of myself, this higher version of myself this more you know i can i can meditate better when i know that the 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 phone bill's been paid <laughs> you know right. in the simplest right. terms mm-hmm. so that's kind of a cool way for me to look at like the higher version of myself my ego's right. just running around like a hungry rat in the fucking you know in the sewer and just digging whatever it can take everything and if something you know if a I don't know, if a cheese truck gets turned over, the rat just goes crazy and eats as much cheese as possible. But yeah. I'm not interested until it dies, until it you know, dies yeah. right? So I'm not right. interested yeah. in living in the sewer and waiting for something to happen. I, I really want to be like in the fast lane, on my way, to know where I'm going. I got the GPS set up. I know where the cheese is going to be, right? I'm going to a fucking right. cheese tasting You know, right. that's already been laid out <laughs> for me. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the, that's my higher self. That's a, right. I don't know if that's a good analogy.
0: I am gonna eat cheese till I die. <laughs> <laughs> that's right? it. That's my higher power <laughs> eating cheese till I fucking die bloated. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Cheese man. <laughs> I don't even, I've, cheese, I've, man. I've
1: been off cheese for the last few months, so I don't even know what I'm talking oh, really? about. Well, it's just, it's a calorie thing. So it's easier for me to.
0: Oh yeah, no, I get it. But also, I, yeah, I, I fuck like with cheese. a little bit of cheese. But I don't you know that much, unless I eat pizza, and then I'll do like one, one and a half slices. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. We, what I don't even know. But I feel like with, oh man, I was thinking when you were talking about this rat thing, I was thinking about it too, and I kind of lost it. But I, you know, we're this is interesting with this discussion of a higher power because I always felt like the higher power too was one's way of letting go of one's ego, right? Because your idea in your mind that you need to control and manipulate every single thing in your life, which is that alcoholic way of thinking Mm -hmm. is very ego driven thinking I, I am enough to handle all of this shit. Whereas I feel like surrendering one's ego is like surrendering oneself to their own, you know, quote unquote, or their own version of a quote unquote, higher power. You know, it's like, well, I can't handle all of this. So sometimes maybe I just got to let it handle itself, you know? Um, yeah, And I always felt like my ego was driven behind that And it's not even a, uh, It was never for me personally It was never like a uh, a Front page type of manipulation Or a front page type of controlling Where I was out on front street being like I control all this shit It was more like a, you know how I'm going to control this I'm going to check the fuck out And get fucking lit And then, then I got it You know what I mean mm-hmm. then I got it I just got to get my right thinking on you know And with people in my life, all I got to do is lie to them enough so I can keep doing what I need to be doing. Or I got to misdirect or gaslight and be like, oh, I didn't mean it that way when I said you were a fucking bitch or whatever, you know? And, like, I totally fucking meant it that way. But I need you off my shit right now so I can continue getting fucked up, you know? And that's all ego shit, man. That's all, like, trying to control everything around you, you Yeah, Yeah.
1: And the ego, like, you know, we talked about, can be has its positive. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It can oh, help yeah, protect dude, you. Yeah. You, you know, I, I for mm-hmm. me, <clears throat> having this ego helps me to navigate things like, uh, job interviews and you know, how people are going to perceive me. It, mm-hmm. how, how to, how to handle people out in the real world, how to, how to contend with, you know, knowing how, knowing how certain people and certain types of people and just how things work. How systems that are in place, um, whether or not I agree with those systems, um, how to navigate them. I don't want to say manipulate them because I I don't really feel like that's my aim with people. No, I know what you mean, though. But when somebody asks me a question and I, I need to get something from them to get through my day, I need to know the best way to get what I need if they're somehow involved or in the way or require something from me. So I right. mean, there's there's all those things, but when we get caught up, when I get caught up with it, like, and like I said, that the the ego with drinking, and you said, oh, just fuck it, you know, all I gotta do is get my right head on. Um, right. There would always there were always problems, and there were always problems of money. There were always problems of relationships. There were always problems of friendship. You know, friends like we did not treat each other. I mean, we were. We did not treat each other the best. I don't want to say we were horrible, but we let a lot of things slide that I don't think that I would Mm -hmm. let slide these days.
0: There was no mutual admiration society.
1: (laughs) No, there was not. We used to
0: call it the Algonquin Round Table. It was (laughs) just a bunch of fucking drunks sitting around a table just being mean to each other, really. Right? Yeah. It was
1: more like the IKEA fucking coffee table at Jerry's house. Yeah, the IKEA coffee table. (laughs) Yeah, my house is
0: already broken. (laughs)
1: Um, but yeah, so it was just that running rampant, and so the ego gets a little bit more. That monster gets a little bit of fuel, and you're like, "Oh, I just need a little more, a little more, a little more." Mm
0: -hmm. I look at it like fire, right? Like while you're talking about you know using it for good, it's like fire. Like you just need you need just enough to cook and stay warm and make shit, but then you have too much and it like burns everything down and Mm -hmm. kills you, you know? So it's like a real similar thing. It's a very useful tool when applied correctly. You know, or used for its main purpose, you know, Um, because you can't be without it. Right. It's like you were talking earlier about these guys who are doing mushrooms and killing their ego, which is great. But it fucking comes back like you kill it, but you don't walk around floating around like Mr. Burns fucking ghost in The Simpsons. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I love you. Yes. Like It it doesn't. That's ingen. That's disingenuous. You know, Mm -hmm. there is still something there that is fueling you to do what those fucking things you do, you know the mushrooms thing you know to go off on a tangent is always really funny to me right like the psychedelics and the mushrooms and mdma and dmt and how they keep talking about how it's supposed to like solve all your problems and shit like that and i imagine for some people it does but my own perception of is like i always man i don't fuck with that right and i always get a little flack from these guys i know who are just like huge psychedelic dudes i guess or just really into getting high or whatever they're always like well how you know you never know you know and i'm like man for me it's like a video game right like if i need to take mushrooms to figure myself out it's almost like fast traveling in a video game <laughs> like i miss all this shit because i'm trying to get from point a to point b quickly without having to do any of the fucking work do you know what i'm saying this is just my opinion on it like there could be someone out there right now figuring out the whole fabric of the universe high on mushrooms and they'll forget that shit tomorrow but you know, like so for me it was always one of those things where I, I've it's been on my mind, right, because they're decriminalizing mushrooms in Oregon apparently. Everybody's hailing it as this great thing and I'm like, hey, that's it's just another substance to take to make you feel different than you already feel. You know. Once you attach the metaphysical to it, it's almost like Were there metaphysical properties to me fucking drinking all that Bacanora? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there were no metaphysical properties to me drinking all that Evan Williams. I did not open another door of perception, you know, personally, so For me, taking mushrooms is just a way of another way of getting fucking loaded. Do you know? It's just another way of getting intoxicated. You know? Yeah. That That being said, other people have had great thoughts while intoxicated on those drugs, and I don't want to take that away from them. No. For me, it's like maybe I want to figure out who I am and rip open my own space time fabric like the hard way. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna fast travel. Yeah, I don't want to fast travel. You're gonna do all the side quests. I want to ride through New Austin and see all the fucking tumbleweeds, and see that those designers took a lot of time to render those cactuses, and they look beautiful.
1: Are we talking about Fallout 76.
0: No, uh, 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 Red Dead.
1: Oh, okay. I have. I still haven't played that one yet.
0: Yeah. No, 76 takes place in West Virginia, which is super weird, right?
1: Isn't that where uh, Walking Dead takes place?
0: It starts? No, that's Georgia. I think it might start in West Virginia, but I'm just like, who the fuck wants to go to West Virginia? Not that the West Virginia listeners live in hell. It's not like that at all. That's more like Alabama. Bam. <laughs> See, I got this fucking hot fire today, dude. Hot takes.
1: I, I think I love hot the talkies. idea of of mushrooms as fast travel. I mm-hmm. don't have a problem with, with mushrooms necessarily for other people. Right. Um, Same here.
0: I have none either.
1: I've taken them. Day. I've eaten them, I've enjoyed them, I've been scared by them, I've been terrified <laughs> by them, I've yeah. felt in love with every, everyone and everything around me with them. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I don't see it as a viable way for me to to dissolve that ego. And, you know, again, talking about Alan Watts, and he says... The egos, it's like an inch or, or you know, a pound. Like it's an imaginary thing that can be useful. You know, he says, it's not like I, I can't strangle you with my telephone number, but a telephone number is pretty important, right? It's not right. a real thing. Right. It's a
0: concept. It's a, a concept.
1: It's something we made up. It's something I yes. have perpetuated. It's something that was given to me. Probably at birth, you know, by my parents and by the world at large, because everyone's, you know, everyone's done it. Like, so we are
0: really we're tripping through the (laughs) fucking pain right now, dude. This is it, dude. You follow that rabbit, Johnny.
1: So, so, so as a baby, we're not fast traveling
0: right now. We're not fast traveling. We're doing the hard work.
1: What is what? (laughs) Who am I really? I I mean, I'm a series of cells and muscles and. You know, all this stuff. And is is John Staley some guy who talks about alcoholism on a podcast? I mean, that's something that I do, you know, for an hour a week with you. And I mean, I think about it a lot more, but, you know... Is is he somebody? Is he somebody who's struggling to find a job bartending and has to contend with that? Is he somebody who's like who is he? Is he is he what he says on his Instagram? Is he an art, artist, author, actor, whatever nonsense that I you know that you have to put in your bio? Is mm-hmm. Jerry Wagner Jr. is he a tattoo artist? Is that is that what you are? Or is that what you is that what you say you? Is that what you, how you imagine yourself to be and that you you have you need people to think of you that way so that you can put money in the bank and pay the rent? Right. Right.
0: Right. I don't know if you're asking me really. You want me to answer? Yeah. I mean, sure. Me hypothetically.
1: No. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you no. well, who is who is Jerry Wagner?
0: Right. Am <laughs> I not the sum of my parts? Right. If, if we're following my Instagram thing, I think I'm a biscuit risker. but I'm not sure <laughs> what is a biscuit Let's risker. You got to risk it to get the biscuit, dude. <laughs> I don't like biscuits. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I, you know, that's a weird question to ask. You know, it's funny. I think sometimes people are like, like, especially this one, they're going to be like, man, I want to really listen to these alcoholics talk about ego and alcoholism and how it affects and then we just fucking took a hard left i love it and i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. dogging you on that Mm -hmm. i think it's great right because we get a little philosophical at times man i get that way a lot of times i don't know who jerry wagner is that's the thing that's what this whole experiment in sobriety that's lasted five years so far is trying to figure out who jerry is why he does the things he does and See, I'm even in the third person because I feel distanced from this person. Do you know what I mean? Because there is an internal monologue. There's the ego that's telling me what is right and not right, I guess. But that is – I can't believe that all the time. That's disingenuous because it's looking out for my own best interests when really, honestly, at the end of the day, I kind of want to make people around me feel better. Do you know what I'm saying? So if I'm looking out for my own best interests, it doesn't – everybody else around me can go fucking – suck an egg a horse egg a horse
1: egg (laughs) going back
0: but um i don't know man you know this is all new like all of this this is all all this podcast all of this this is all this is i keep repeating that but it's hard to to elaborate it within words it's all just very new this idea of me saying things and people listening to them and going oh, wow, that really meant something. Because usually I would say shit back in the day and they'd be like, shut the fuck up, you know? Or you're too loud or, sir, you're going to have to leave yeah, or whatever, sure. you know? Yeah, All man. So it's, it, and, I'm, and I know that we're in no position that we're like killing it in the recovery podcast community. We're just two dudes talking, you know, who have been getting positive feedback. So we want to continue doing what we're doing because it feels good to do it. And it makes me happy that someone will be like that what Davin or whoever this young lady making dinner was writing saying or this person making dinner and she's they're listening to what we're saying and it's it's just that even to me is dangerous to my ego because eventually i'm just like have you met me I'm a do,
1: you <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you know Do you know do you know i, I have touched
0: i have touched dozens of people dozens of people <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, when I, and then I think, I was thinking about this as we're going into talking about my ego and your ego, and we're sitting here and we mm-hmm. talk and it's like, who are you to me and who who do I, and I was thinking like, who I used to think you were when we were mm-hmm. hanging out in our 20s, and you were the fucking like, cool tattoo guy, and you were always right. like, there'd always, you know, there was he was, he was fun and he was cool and he always fucking had a fresh like new pair of shoes and some fucking... Thanks, man. He, he was rocking... You know what I mean? Like, whatever it was. Like
0: I know what you mean, yeah, because it's all surface stuff. Jerry you know, always had cool. fresh
1: sneakers and a new fedora, you know? I mean, which yeah, sounds terrible I, in don't 2019. Don't no
0: sneakers <laughs> and a fedora together, man. But in 2003, that was cool as hell. In 99, that shit was... Etnies in a
1: fucking fedora. <laughs> Etnies
0: in a fedora, and you better watch out, young lady.
1: <clears throat> but seriously, so you... In my mind I was like okay well one I was like this guy likes we like a lot of the same music so we get along right. we read the same books we get along he's fun he's funny right. but it was like but I but he's but he's funnier than me and he's like cooler than me and he's got tattoos and he's going to be a tattoo artist and how cool is that and I was right. working whatever work job I was doing at the hospital at the time and and um so there was this perception of you and I don't think that that matched what you were feeling on the inside during that time I don't know how. No, that- not at all. No, <laughs> you
0: didn't. <me>. You- <laughs> Which is funny because I mean, not to do this mutual admiration society, pet each other's egos, but yeah, and I'd feel the same way about you. I'd see John and be like, dude, he's fucking really funny and he's smart and he can drink his ass off and mm-hmm. he's like this fucking Jack Kerouac esque Hunter S. Thompson writer guy who just didn't give a fuck like. He- I was like, man, I wish I could just, like, not care what people thought about me.
1: And I cared all the time.
0: Yeah, and my perception was, like, (laughs) John gives not one iota of a fuck about what anybody thinks about him. He's going to take his fucking clothes off and, like, you know what I mean? Like, whip his wiener around and everybody's going to laugh and I'm going to be standing there going, man, why can't I do that? Like, why am I too scared to do that, you know?
1: And the only reason I was doing that was because I cared so much about what people thought of me. And I thought this was the only way to get the attention, to get the adulation, to get the adoration, which as we all know was very fleeting and maybe was funny for a minute. And then everybody fucking left and I was alone and I was fucking with with my wiener out, (laughs) usually passed out. Um, You know, like, right.
0: And that's the same thing on my end. It was like, I'd come in with the fucking, cool fedora and a pair of shoes and like wearing a suit we were all swing dudes and wearing our suits and shit and yeah cool tattoo guy the pompadour then i'd go home and feel sad as fuck because i was all alone and i hated myself and i just wanted to die and every day was just drinking so i didn't really want to die or maybe i'd drink enough so i could finally do it you know but yeah man it was like hard hard depression like most of that time it was just I'd come out in the world and be like, ha, oh, ha, yeah, whatever. Hey, what's and happening? Then,
1: yeah. I mean, right. that whole swing thing, like, I picked all that shit up from you, okay? I had, Right. I was I like, loved it, though. I still <gasps> love it, though. You got us all into it. You got every single one of your friends. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to stroke your, sto- I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. It was,
0: nah, I'm, I'm going to walk out of this room and be like, I'm a fucking god, Megan.
1: <laughs> it was 20 years ago, but, like. 20 years ago, I was a god. <laughs> But you had I got pictures in my fucking closet of all of us with chain wallets and suit suits yeah. and all this mm-hmm. shit and like going
0: to fucking big bad voodoo daddy mm-hmm. shows and royal crown review and
1: shit yeah and it's like and it was fun and I'm glad yeah. that I did it and I felt it was it was a cool identity for a minute for as long as it lasted which I think was about a year I don't know yeah about yeah about a year yeah when it was really hot like. I mean, it's still like, what was that like 98, 99,
0: 98, 99, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, I think 2000 was, I don't know. And then I was wearing like bowling shirts and fucking rockabilly, whatever bullshit I was doing. I don't know, but it was always, I was always trying to put on some kind of persona, affectation, affectation right? right?
0: A persona, right. Because we could have, we didn't know who we were on the inside
1: and nobody, I mean, who knows who they, who they nobody are in your twenties really I mean,
0: except for maybe Alan Watts, but he's dead now, (laughs) so he probably really knows who he is. Exactly,
1: (laughs) exactly. He knows. He knows better. He's so. So I, I look back on those times, and alcohol was really, it was this thing that really made me feel good, and it was this thing, and I not, I mean, it was a temporary good, right? Right, right.
0: Yeah, of course. But
1: it worked. At a certain point, it did. It was working, or at least, right. That was my perception of it at the time was that alcohol was helping me feel better.
0: And we circle back to that a lot. And I think it's important that we circle back to that a lot and make that point that it worked in the beginning because it's the genesis of our addiction. If it didn't work, we wouldn't be doing that. That's why I'm not addicted to gambling. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm (laughs) addicted to fucking overeating or addicted to, to fucking crystal meth or whatever because none of those things worked but alcohol was the thing that fit in that slot perfectly in our brains. You bang, know,
1: that Yeah.
0: Bang. Exactly. It was like the perfect fuel. And,
1: and it was then that, that I could feel that that ego could come out and maybe even a little bit of the, uh, what's the other one? The id. Is that the, the Id, is yeah. that the, what's, what is the id? The id is like the dark, um, that's the, uh, so. all the things I want and need. And that's sort of like my baby child, um, Gimme, 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 and then the super ego is—that's
0: what it is.
1: But I, that's that's what. Oh,
0: it, it is the uh, part of the mind which in which innate instinctive impulses and primary processes are manifest.
1: So yeah, I mean the ego would drink until it decided the ego was going to mm-hmm. check out, and then the Those id are your would innate kick in.
0: Instinctive <laughs> impulses, yeah, and your primary process, which is exactly gimme because it makes me feel good.
1: Drink, 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 and then
0: right, don't stop, gimme.
1: Or, or, like, probably stumbling home or trying to get the key in the door or fucking finding my way home was part of all mm-hmm. that id. Like, I got to get getting, you know, Taco Bell at the end of the night and then feeling horrible the next day. What's the super ego right. part of it?
0: The part of a person's mind that acts as a self-critical conscience reflecting social standards learned from parents and teachers.
1: So, yeah, and I feel like, so that's...
0: That almost sounds like what Alan, Alan Watts is kind of talking well, about in a sense too Yeah, well,
1: I, I feel like there's that... Societal aspect um, of it. That idea, of that perceived image from other people onto you, right? That you feed into. That you go, oh, okay, well, yes, th- this is who I will be. This is what I will do. This is how I will. Right. This is. So it
0: all fuels itself, mm-hmm.
1: right?
0: Right. So then the ego is <clears throat> well, the super ego is all that societal pushing on you that makes you self-critical of your own self, and then. The ego is your sense of uh, self-esteem, and then the it is the part that's like gimme, gimme, gimme. So they all work together. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody's telling you, hey, you're a cool swing guy, and I'm like, I am a cool swing guy. (laughs) And then my brain's like, there's some dopamine for being a cool swing guy. Now be more swingier or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And it just like goes in a circle where, you know, and then you you drink the drink the booze and then all of a sudden you're charming how many times you hear in these rooms that people feel like they're outsiders and they're all alone and there's no one there for them and they never fit in and then they drink and all of a sudden they fit in do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then that part of the brain's like if you keep drinking you'll keep fitting in motherfucker and you're like well i'm gonna drink some more then do you know like yeah yeah
1: So how do I um, how do I how do I get rid of my ego and sobriety? Hit yourself with a hammer real hard
0: in the head. Just keep hitting yourself with that hammer. One
1: of the things that I would suggest is that, and I think you should you should read this book too. It's the um, Pete Holmes book. Did I tell you about this? It's called
0: Oh yeah, I gotta get on Audible. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think I they're not they're not sponsoring this, but Audible is the best. I don't know 15 bucks a month that I think I spend. I got yeah. I got rid of HBO Go until or now until uh, what's its nuts comes Wait, back. Wait, so when West you listen
0: World. to um, when you listen to audiobooks are you just sitting in a room just staring at the wall? <laughs> You want to, like,
1: you want to know let's why. say you
0: do all your chores, you make dinner, <laughs> yeah. you do all your laundry, you do all the stuff you have to do, and then it's gotten to a really good part of the book. Do you just sit down and just stare at your lap?
1: Because I do. <laughs> like, when it gets to a good part of the book, I'll just stare at the floor and listen to the sometimes, part. You know? It, you know, sometimes I'll listen to them on a run. Um, right. And then sometimes, yeah, like, I, I there was one time I was listening to something and I, I came down, I was the couch outside, the little bench or whatever. And I was done Uh running, and I just sat there for a while, and I was just kind of like sweating and staring into the front yard, neighborhood dogs and shit. Yes, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I
0: do that shit all the time. That's why I was asking because I'll get really into it, but I'll. I need to be doing something, and if I'm not painting, I'm cooking or something, and then I'm done.
1: Eating. When you're done doing you know, everything, like, like I'm what? I'm do done
0: we... cooking. I'm like, am I really gonna eat a meal and listen to the rest of this fucking podcast or the rest of this book? Some
1: you know? of them I used to listen to while I would fall asleep to. Like I'd put on like uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower since I'd already read it a couple of times. Yeah, so you already knew. So I didn't. Yeah. If I wouldn't feel so bad if I fell asleep and missed twenty minutes or something. But, um, but this book, Pete Holmes, and talking about uh-huh. dissolving the ego, and I think for me this. This was really. I always liked his comedy. I always thought he was kind of funny and weird because he kind of had this Christian thing going on, but not really. Yeah. But he used to. He also liked to swear and be dirty on stage, and just very interesting dude. And then I saw his show on HBO, and um, and then this book came out, and I heard him on the Rich Roll podcast, and he was talking yeah, that about that was it. a good one, right? Yeah. And I know, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know, um. Like rituals, not for everybody, and I don't know what other people listen to, but like this was a really good one. And I read his book, and he talks about awareness, and he's very much like he met Ram Dass, and so all that sort of very ethereal hippie Alan Watts vibe kind of stuff. But he talks about figuring out your awareness, and it's just this sort of like that that voice is just sort of hovering above your head, and so if you just Mm -hmm. watch yourself, you're not really in your own mind; you're sort of above yourself, and it really helps me to not be governed by my ego as much I think is when I kind of pull away and I relax and you know we talk about surrender we talk about letting go we talk about all of these things and I, I, I find that especially when I don't want to or especially when like I'm feeling sad or angry or whatever and it's like Okay, this is the trigger that you need to kind of pull away and you need to kind of relax and you need to like step up, step outside yourself and then I can yeah. kind of see these things and I'm like, "Oh, you're angry." <laughs> Why are you angry? Well, the, do you need yeah. to be angry? Is it important to be angry? Is it ever? Right. And maybe sometimes it is important to be angry, you know? Right. But yeah. Um that's something that's really helped me with it cuz I I don't know that I'll ever get rid of it. Like I said, I'm, I'm also, I mean, I am more of a fast travel guy when it comes to video games, but right. And <laughs> not, so am I actually, sobriety. I just
0: thought of it as like a good metaphor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, not in sobriety, not in trying to figure out who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I may, we may never figure this shit out and the likelihood is we will, we won't, we'll just keep doing it till we're done being alive. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like part of this whole journey of recovery and it's oh, i feel so cringy calling it a journey but it is a journey and part of this fucking journey is doing it is the journey itself is doing the recovery is is figuring myself out because once i've if i what if i figure what if i do figure it all out then what the fuck do i do with myself Do you know what i mean then you it's just like, get
1: to exist you don't have that you won't even have that question that question would yeah, be yeah fuck that <laughs> you know what i'm
0: saying so i'd rather just work on myself i'd like it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to fuck things up and be angry. And it's okay to indulge your ego every once while you're a human being, you know, Yeah. this idea. And sometimes in recovery where you meet people who are more Zen than you or got their recovery more figured out than you, man, you don't know, man, you don't know what they do. And it's just like when during their alcoholism, like they're the fun party, swing or cool guy. And then they go home and fucking cry. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. I never know. So nowadays I just, Take people, try to take them at face value, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's With
0: a healthy amount of
1: skepticism. <laughs> that's that's all you that's all you can do, right? right. I mean it's it's well yeah. We have these deep rooted I mean, I have and we talked about this before, we record recorded tonight about these deep rooted um skepticisms of people, these these preconceived notions. hmm yeah. and mm-hmm. how we're st- like, what do you want, man? I don't trust in so it's a trust issue, right? So Right. How do I? But that's
0: also ego as well, right? Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, am, who am I to be so important that this person wants to fuck me in particular over? <laughs> like, am I the shiniest fucking light bulb in this room for this moth? Like, that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You know? mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but
1: when you start asking but... yourself those questions, I mean, it's, and right. again, it's hard. We're human in the moment. But when you start mm-hmm. asking yourself those Always. questions, you go like, oh, okay. So, one, I'm not probably not that important to that person. So, if that's the truth, then any sort of kindness they are extending to me, they're doing it because they want to, because it makes them feel good. So why not join them in that space of feeling good? And I don't, you know, you talk about like the cringy vocabulary of recovery and it's tough because, you know, the journey, journey, right? And so, but I like to think, and we talked about this, we were kind of cracking jokes but being a being an explorer right being on an adventure and being on yes. this journey right like i i want to mm-hmm. go run and see how where i can go and how far i can go and do these different things right. i feel like things like being an explorer being an adventurer being being on a journey like these are real like far like ancestral deep human desires so when we talk about right. these things we really want it to be something big and, and important and it is i mean it's my life so right i wish there was a better word too i mean journey uh trip uh, no i but, think
0: it's a great enough word that's just my ego telling me i'm too cool for the word journey you know there you I mean? go like, exactly it really is i'm just like whoa too cool to say journey like come on man don't stop I wore believing a fedora in etnies in the 90s mm-hmm. like you said <laughs> so i wore a fedora just two days ago so you know
1: well, and I don't think there's anything wrong with with you. No, I mean you had a lot of fedoras.
0: Yeah, I still do. You want to see some? You want to see some close-up magic? <laughs>
1: I saw this like ring on Instagram Ooh. that was like a magnet, so it looked like you could do that like close-up magic. I don't right. know, but
0: and if You're, you, like, if you tied, it's man. all gone. But the quarters back here, or whatever. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. But so I just I think it's exciting to me to like think like, okay, so this is this. So if it is a journey, like if you are the star of this fucking awesome movie, like what's the next move? What does the character do? And then that's too like step away. There's that awareness. Let go of let go of the ego and just like what's this character's next move? It's not to fucking wallow in self-loathing. I mean, that right. That that part is important in the movie. That's part of the buildup. But man You need your downbeat, yeah, mm-hmm. for your build up, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready for like the the redemption part of my movie. I'm ready for the Right for the for the for the like turnaround, for the like the come up.
0: Right. You're not you're not Hulk Hogan when they're hitting Hulk Hogan with the chairs. You're the you're the hulkster when they start chanting his name and he starts shaking because all his Hulkamaniacs are saying his name. That's you right there. Building up And then you just beat the fuck out of like five guys and put one of them in the hospital, you know? Like I didn't mean to do it, brother. Hulk Hogan. As Hulkamaniacs. I don't even like wrestling. Mhm. I just grew up with it. But
1: I do like the analogy of Hulk Hogan as my epic adventure. I think that's
0: your epic adventure <laughs> vibe is that with that weird baby doll hair. Like just mm-hmm. killing it, dude. Yeah.
1: And that's, and like, I, him ripping his shirt off is me, whoo, like, crush, crushing my ego. Like, just letting go. Crushing your ego. And just becoming, so you can get out in the
0: woods and film some more cats. Yes. And-
1: <laughs> Hulk Hogan <laughs> is my higher power.
0: Exactly, dude. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe that's the switch over now. Maybe mm-hmm. you've leveled up. Because even you saying it's kind of fun, being on this exploration of yourself and mm-hmm. being out in the world and stuff, you know, it, it, it rings true with me, too. It's just like my recovery. It's kind of... It's almost like I got a perk. It's like, once again, video game Mm -hmm. shit, but like, it's like I got a perk and I earned the uh, don't have to be a fucking drunk piece of shit all the time. You know what I mean? And now I can just do stuff like part of my heads up display is now more available to me or I learn a new thing, you know? So, uh, you know, these, these mistakes I make are always a path for me to figure out a better way to do it or a more efficient way or a more helpful way, you know?
1: Well, and once you quit drinking, all those perks level up, like your luck, your charisma, your endurance, yeah, like everything, your health. Some of us with charisma, some of us ain't too charismatic. <laughs> well, No, I'm just kidding. You're all
0: lovely people. But uh, yeah, it all does. It all perks up. You start feeling better. You get freedom.
1: Can I, can I ask you about um, your level of ego in like, the art that you do, like how it used to be versus how it is now?
0: Yeah, it's way different now. I mean, if we're talking about the actual definition of ego, I had such a higher sense of esteem that was mixed with so much self-hatred. Mm-hmm. It was really weird, man. I like, how dare you talk shit about my shit? I'm a total fucking, what do they call it? A, a autodidact of self-taught, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I pronounce that right. Autodidact. Self-taught. So how dare you go to your fucking art school and tell me, I know, because I learned on the streets, bitch. You know what I mean? Like... I, I thought my sense of self was so inflated, and now it's it's way different. I don't hate my art. I do kind of hate my art, but I've always kind of hated my art. Why? But I Oh, just because I'm a huge critic. I can yeah. see how I can um, improve it. So maybe hate's the wrong word. I'm incredibly critical of my art because I expect more of myself, which is also my ego involved. So maybe I haven't improved at all ego-wise with my art. But I always look at it and go – man, there's a better approach to that or you could have done it this way or I'll look at another artist's work and appreciate it and love it and want to own it and want, and feel like it's a very, it's really relatable and an expression of how I feel, you know. but I'm also really jealous of it and go, God, why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't I do that? So I think it's more, com- it's just as comparative, I think, and sometimes just as critical, but it's not as self-destructive. Like I don't want to tear myself down for it. I just want to do better when I see it. You know what I mean? Like I want to see it and go, damn. That person really expressed what was going on in such a fucking great way that I need to figure out the right way to express what's going on with me. Instead of going, damn that person is better than me. I'm a piece of garbage. I need to go fucking, you know, whatever. Go fuck myself. Mm, well, Off I mean, I- good night. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a clear way of explaining it no. because well, the way I me and art are weird, man. Me and art, I have a very weird relationship with art. Because it's just something I do now. It's always been something I do. But it's something I just kind of, it's a reflex now more than anything, you know?
1: Are you are you it's, cutting up uh, canvases after you're done with them still, or no? No, not up. at all. I'm <laughs> not kicking holes in
0: canvases. I'm not punching. So- I'm not cutting them up. I'm not smashing all the frames and fucking lighting them on fire and shit. Like, I feel like that's so self-indulgent now. Right. I That's just so self indulgent. I just paint when paint we, over it yeah. throw it away.
1: When we were younger, Jerry would um he would spend hours on these paintings and then um find some flaw in it and slice it up with a knife or fucking yeah, foot kick I'm a fucking artist, man. <laughs> right. You
0: know, like it's so passionate. Like mm-hmm. this is I'm so passionate. And when I really I was just like wasting supplies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you don't have to waste supplies yeah. anymore you know nah, i just
0: gesso over it and put it in a corner and forget about it if mm-hmm. i'm if i'm frustrated yeah there's no need to be angry at it because i'm just angry at myself i just and then, oh man sit down eat some pie it'll be all right
1: mm, i could go for a slice of pie no cheese on that pie though man no, no cheese. cheese humble pie what is that
0: that's like i don't know. humble pie humble pie
1: that is isn't
0: a, that like isn't that a band
1: that is a band i don't know what the phrase means i think like it's like eating crow humble pie yeah
0: it, yeah like like you make fun of someone's in ass in front of them <laughs> is that a humble pie song 30 days yeah home.
1: it is um yeah man i mean i don't know what the answer is
0: <clears throat> there is none
1: there is no answer
0: that's that's the best part of it is there is none Although, listener, if you have an answer, hit us up.
1: What is the sound of one hand clapping?
0: <laughs> I love that. Is that part yes, you it just is. One hand? Yeah.
1: Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com.
0: And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.